With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Look, we all love Tom Brady, but I said somebody on the defense deserved the MVP. You want to give it to Todd Bowles? They could have given it to the most valuable person. I would have been fine, but I said Shaq Barrett was credited with 13 quarterback pressures. In the Super Bowl. That's the most pressures for any defensive player in the last 15 years. Five more than Von Miller had in Super Bowl 50 when he was named the MVP. And Shaq Barrett joins us now. You're my MVP, Shaq. Is the party still going on in Tampa? Uh, I don't think the party's going to stop for a long time now. And I appreciate you having me on the show as well. Well, I thought the defense was the star here. And I thought the defense was the reason why you guys got to the Super Bowl in the first place, what you did in the previous games there. But it's almost like we, the media kept forgetting about how good you guys were. Uh, did that bother you guys going into the Super Bowl? Oh, no, no, it didn't bother us at all. We knew what we meant to the team. We knew the role we played and everything. And as long as we got that Super Bowl ring, I mean, they could, they could say whoever won the game, it don't matter. We got the ring. I don't care. We, we know it was a team effort. We all, like, stepped up in the biggest game of our lives and made it happen. All right. So what was the game plan against Mahomes? Uh, be able to get pressure on him with four men like we did against Rodgers and then to keep him in a pocket. We know he's good at uh, improvising, getting out the pocket, making them plays, making them throws. And he still was able to do it some in our game, but we we uh, limited as much as possible and we was able to close out on him and not give him time to make them throws like once he rolled out and scrambled out. Well, also, he's got that bad toe, and I don't know if that factored in as well that he – they, they, I guess, looked at it and said he rushed. He ran for over 400 yards trying to scramble the uh, the entire evening. Did did he seem like he was not the same Patrick Mahomes mobility wise? 
No, no, no. He still uh he still look good to me. I mean, only he know how he really felt, but I know he put everything he played to the best of his capabilities with that toe injury, because I know he ain't want to have anything limited in him. But yeah, he looked normal. He was mobile, escaping. Like, yeah, he looked normal. Did he say anything to you during the game? No, I don't even think I uh got a chance to talk. I was too busy talking to the other guys on that team. But yeah, I uh, I ain't say anything to him. He ain't say nothing to me. Oh wait, who are you talking to on the Chiefs? The lineman? Yeah, yeah, I was talking to the lineman, and occasionally when the defenses crossed path, I was talking to a couple of the defensive guys too. What'd you say to the lineman? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey they just uh, <laughs> I got they, they they just got me going. They got me going. I told them like uh, just once they started talking, it was just made it a longer day for them. But uh, it was majority 77, 75. Rumors wasn't talking too much, but 77 was talking a lot, and I uh, wanted to make him eat his words for sure. Yeah, I thought Rumors, uh, you know, he didn't do well against Von Miller a few years ago in the Super Bowl, and I thought, boy, he's going to go up against you. I, I was surprised they didn't make adjustments, Shaq. Like, were you guys surprised they didn't make adjustments at halftime? Yeah, yeah, I was uh, pretty surprised. I don't think the chips started coming, like, consistent chip blocks was until, like, late third quarter or fourth quarter. That's when, like, I still, I'm rushing, rushing, getting off the edge, beating the tackles, but then a running back or a tight end will be right there, and it just messed up the whole rush. But, like, yeah, I saw the adjustments late, late in the game, but at that point, it was already past the too late spot. Take me back to the first time you met Brady. The first time I met. So it was uh, in the locker room. I saw him in the locker room, just went up to him, said, what's up? Glad to have you here. Like, that's the first time we met in person. He was uh, he was all love, too, man. It was just a great uh, feeling. Like, we respect each other game. We know what we brought to the game, and we uh, were just happy to be able to, to get it going together. But the first time I talked to him was on Instagram, just saying, same thing, happy to have you here. Like, just wanted to bring some of his winning ways down to Tampa, and that's exactly what he did. We was all ready to just gravitate to him and learn none of him. Did you get to get on his boat? Have you been on his boat? No, I have not been on his boat. I didn't. I did not make it to his boat. Did you see him yesterday? I saw him yesterday a little bit. I saw videos, but I, I like <laughs> Shaq. Shaq, he looked like he had been sacked. He was in concussion protocol when he came off that boat. <laughs> hey, that's how I should be, man. This was a great feel, especially for him having success outside of New England. I know that's probably what he wanted to prove to everybody, even though he knew he could do it. But uh, just to get rid of that debate, was it just because of New England or was it both of them together? And, like, he uh, he most definitely ended that debate for sure. What do you think my new nickname, uh, TB12Pack? <laughs> hey, 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 that's just the uh, that's the all season after Super Bowl nickname. That 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 that, that go for show. <laughs> uh, was Gronk uh, what we've come to expect with Gronk, or was he a little more subdued in the uh, celebration? Uh, from what I saw, it was it was Gronk of old, like having fun, partying. Like I saw videos before after they won the Super Bowl, and it was uh the same Gronk to me, man. He he's always like he's the same. Even without winning the Super Bowl in the locker room, he's always a lot of energy, fun to be around. He's just a he's he's a good guy to be around, man. How do you keep this team together, Shaq? That's a great question, but uh, Mr. Light up top, BA, they are hey, they did a good job of getting us together. I know they got to go and have a good plan to keep us together, man, because it's a great organization. Seems like they're making all the right moves from the last two years that I've been a part of it. 
I'm happy to be a part of it. And I know that uh, if it's a will, there's a way, and it is a will. So we're going to figure out the way to get it done. Okay, but you got a contract coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I, I most definitely like the tab. I want to be in the tab, and I figure I feel they feel the same way. So we're going to find a way to get it done for sure. I think you're going to do well, though, Jack. I think you're going to do hey, well. I'm looking forward to it, man. It's a great position to be in, and it's crazy after last year. Who would have thought that the position could become even better and become in a better position for me to be in? And that's where I'm at right now, and I'm just standing in a moment, trying to take advantage of it and just still focusing to even get better next year because I think I played well, but I didn't play the way I wanted to play all year this past season, so I'm going to uh, work on that. But take me back to November. You guys had lost three in a row. You're seven and five, and – any doubts start to creep in, whether it's privately? Uh, no, I don't think no doubt ever uh, started creeping in. We just knew, uh, like, guys on the team, we all been in a situation similar to that before, like where we've been a good team and then we go on a little slide like that. But it's up to the leaders of the team, coaches, game plan, everything to get everybody going back and standing in the right direction. And that's what we was able to do. We was able to bounce back, put together. Uh, so what? We went on way. We haven't lost since then, huh? Since seven and five, we haven't lost. I don't think so. Yeah, so we we found a way to go on a run, and that's what BA said. Just uh, get hot at the right time, and like you'll be exactly where you want to be at at the end of the year. And that's what we did. Just stayed in there, stayed mentally focused, and trying to become more mentally focused. Just executing a game plan, and that's how we ended up. Whatever where we was at winning the Super Bowl. What did you keep from the Super Bowl? Uh, the only thing I really care about the most is the jersey, man. I got the guys to sign the jersey. I'm looking forward to uh, hanging that up. But I got the Super Bowl shirt, Super Bowl hat. I still got the little tags, the credentials that we got to wear in the Super Bowl. I got shoot, the mask. I got everything, <laughs> man. <laughs> I got everything. Uh-huh. Well, hey, you're our MVP, and uh, congratulations. That was a wonderful season, but certainly a wonderful game turned in by – you guys and Todd Bowles deserves a lot of credit too, because mm-hmm. whatever happened that first meeting wasn't going to happen in that second meeting. Uh, as yeah, far yeah, as he, with Kansas City, right? Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, he did a great job, man. The game plan always been good with Coach Bowles. It, it was good the first time we was in position, but we just didn't make the plays. And uh, like that's what you could see the biggest difference was we was in position again the last time when we made the plays. But uh, Coach Bowles, a uh, heck of a coordinator, man. Heck of a coordinator. I'm. It's bittersweet that he didn't get a head coaching job because I want him to have the success he wanted and I want him to have the job that he wanted. But uh, I'm happy that he's coming back to us as a coordinator again. Man, he did real good for us. Hey, congratulations. Uh, job well done. We appreciate your time and good luck with uh, your new contract, Shaq. I uh, appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. That's a great a- time and a great year. <laughs> That's Shaq <laughs> Barrett. Reason to smile there. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, 
You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. If you watch the Super Bowl, if you listen to the Super Bowl, you heard the voice of our next announcer, our next voice, the renowned PA announcer, Alan Roach, the voice of 12 Super Bowls, six Olympics, uh, a World Cup, uh, EA Sports Madden with the Avalanche, the Vikings, a, a variety of things. And uh, Alan, kind enough to join us on the program. Alan, good morning. How are the pipes today? Huh. Hi, Dan. Good morning. Pleasure to be on the show. Uh, feels like you may have had some whiskey and some cigarettes this morning to improve that voice, trying to outvoice me today. Alan, did you? Yeah, well, I've been up 90 minutes, so of course. Okay. Can you not have that voice? <laughs> like when you're around the house with the family or your wife, let's say you call up and order a pizza. How does, how does Alan Roach order a pizza? I would like a sausage <laughs> and mushroom, please. <laughs> How Send often, it right over. How often are you recognized by just your voice? Always, because I'm never recognized by the mug. <laughs> it, it's it's truly amazing how, like, even with a mask on now, yeah, uh, go to the grocery store and just the question, uh, paper or plastic? <laughs> hey, are you the announcer guy? How do you grow up to be a public address announcer? Yeah, well, that's kind of a long story that we don't have time for, but. <laughs> I uh, just fell into it. I mean, the the very first job I got was with the Colorado Springs Sky Sox when they were uh, the Cleveland Indians affiliate. I was doing radio in Colorado Springs. Happened to go to a Sky Sox game one night with a friend. Uh, went up in the press box because he'd known the GM. 
uh, just showed me around. I saw the guy over in the corner doing PA. I said, Hey, if he's ever, uh, if he ever goes on vacation, needs a break, whatever. I'd like to try that. GM said, have you ever done it? No, but I think I could do that. So, well, actually he's going to be gone in like two weeks, going to miss a weekend. Would you like to do three games? Sure. I did the three games and uh, they came to me after those and said, if you want the job, it's yours. Best That's- moment you've ever had as a PA announcer is what? Oh, man. Uh, that's that's the best part of my job is there's way too many to count. I mean, uh, David Tyree catching the football on his helmet. Uh, Joe Sackick passing the Stanley Cup to Ray Bork. Um, Joe Sackick uh, and the Canadians winning the uh, gold medal in Salt Lake City Olympics for the first time in however many years it had been back then. Um, the, the six shootout goals by TJ Oshie sitting in a uh, arena in Russia with 16,000 Russian fans all ready to kill me after the game was over. Um, yeah. Memories are, memories are so many. That's that's I've been blessed. What's your worst PA announcing moment? <laughs> I, I've really only made one mistake. It was the day. Well, okay. I've made a few. More. <laughs> it was the day that uh, Mark McGuire got traded from Oakland to St. Louis mm-hmm. Okay, Tony Larusa was already in St. Louis. Mark McGuire got traded at like six o'clock in the evening on the night that the Rockies were playing. And I was announcing the Rockies and we were playing the Cubs that day. So in the press box where I sat, there's 50 writers. And for a half hour, all anyone could talk about was Mark McGuire got traded. Mark McGuire got traded. Mark McGuire got traded. So we get around to whatever inning it is. And the first baseman from the Chicago Cubs walks up to the plate. And I open the microphone and I say, now batting, number 17, which should have been Mark Grace. And I said, <laughs> Mark McGuire. <laughs> and Grace turned around at the plate and <laughs> stared at me. And he grounded out to shortstop. I talked to him, I don't know, three or four years after that when he was uh, broadcasting with uh, Arizona. And I said, hey, I'm, I'm the announcer, Alan Roach. Do you remember when Mark? Yes, I remember that. I MF'd you all the way to first base. <laughs> He's Alan Roach, the uh, renowned PA announcer, joining us uh, on the program. Yeah, I was wondering when, uh, well, let me let me play. I only did it once. I did public address announcing once. Now, I've handed out the Super Bowl trophy uh, four times. So then you get the big, uh, you know, anthem, the, you know, the stadium feel to it. And you always got to be worried about the, the feedback there or, uh, you know, it, the echo. But yeah. uh, this is what I did at uh, spring training in Scottsdale, Arizona, I think back in 2003, 2004. I want you to tell me and be honest what you think of my PA announcing skills. The left fielder and reigning National League MVP, Barry Bonds. Bonds, the left fielder, batting fourth, number 25, a man who homered in his last at bat for me. Let's all rise and welcome Barry Bonds. All right, what do you think, Alan? I think you should have made it more about you. (laughs) Well, he did homer for me. He homered twice, and I was doing my radio show, and I asked the Giants, so simultaneously... When's the last time you did a radio show and then did public address announcing, Alan? I did that for 20 years. 
I used to leave my radio show early in downtown Denver. I'd record the last hour of my show and then go over to the ballpark and announce the Rockies games. I did that every year for 15 years. Yeah, but I was doing it my radio show, and then I went to the booth next door holding the microphone for my radio show and the microphone for the PA for Scottsdale, you know, Arizona. And there had to be hundreds of people there, Alan, to listen oh, to yeah. what I had to say. And Bonds turns around when I say, and now batting, a man who homered for me. And his last, and Bonds turns around like, who the hell is this? But that's the only time I've done public address announcing. Do you want to introduce us? Could you do the starting five for the Dan Patrick show? Whew. Sure, sure. I can give that a shot. Okay. All right. Well, let's see. All right. Let's start with the front row. This former mailman checks in at six foot, 183 pounds. He chose to leave West Virginia University. <laughs> yeah, right. Seton O'Connor. Well done. And, and you know, the fact that Alan has this information all on his own, that's, that's the professional. Okay. All right. Continue, Alan. This snarky producer still lives in the distant past with the 85 Bears. He spent so many years at Southern Illinois, he should have a doctorate. He doesn't. He barely graduated. You probably hate him because most everyone does. He's Paul Papp. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, true. Yeah, truth in there. Yeah. All right. All right. Here a goes former back. JV power forward at Dartmouth. He's a fine writer, but he's known much more for breaking his glasses on national TV. Say hello to Andrew Perlaw. <laughs> this pervy booker likes chain restaurants, chunky turtleneck oatmeal sweaters, and avoiding doing any manly chores or tasks. He's Todd Fritzy. <laughs> How does he know so much about Todd? That's amazing. Fantastic research. That, that is amazing. That is amazing. This talking hairdo values his hair more than most of his relatives. He told me so. He's a fan of warm takes and good tequila. Not in that order. He's Dan Patrick. Wow. All right. Yeah, look, you crushed it, Al. You, you, you absolutely, you, you crushed it. Any great memorabilia? Top of my head. <laughs> I, I know that's what's amazing. Any memorabilia that you, anything cool that you've collected through the years with all these uh, events you've done? Oh yeah, uh, just Super Bowl stuff. I mean, one, one of the coolest things is uh, well, I have one of the one of the pictures back here, but the NFL gives me a Super Bowl watch every year as uh, a thank you for for doing the game. So I have uh, thirteen watches from the Super Bowls that I've done. Uh, basically, basically everything that was given out in the first 14 years of the Colorado Rockies to the first 5,000 fans, through the gate. <laughs> well, but 4,999 <laughs> fans. Cause I got one, but Alan is, is this in lieu of payment? You do the Super Bowl public address announcing and you get a watch. <laughs> well, I get a few bucks too and a watch. Okay. But yeah. Uh, the best halftime show that you've Prince. introduced. Oh, Prince. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Prince was no awesome. Doubt. Yeah. And, and then after that, for me, it was just the first one uh, in Detroit was huh, I, probably probably one of the greatest sentences I've ever said on a microphone. Ladies and gentlemen, 
the Rolling Stones. <laughs> uh, are you booked for next year in Los Angeles? Let's hope so. I think I have the job until I screw it up. Yeah, because I, I don't know if... Paulie, should I try to Bigfoot now? How about you could be the understudy? You're going to be in L.A. anyway. If Alan has a rough mm. night out, we could take him out on the town and bang him up. <laughs> yeah. Dan, I think I, I think I announced you awarding the Vince Lombardi trophy. Was it in Detroit? Um, let's see. Where was I? I, I know it was in Tampa for the Steelers okay, in, and, I did that in Arizona. Yeah, I, I'm sure you did introduce me. So yeah. we have worked together, Alan. Absolutely. No, Absolutely. no I, I appreciate that. Hey, uh, thank you for being a great sport, and uh, we, we'd love to have you back on again. We appreciate it. Hey, uh, it's my pleasure. What a, what a huge show for me to be a part of. Congrats on all your success, Dan. I'm a big fan. Thank you, Alan. That's Alan Roach, the renowned PA announcer, voice of 12 Super Bowls, 6 Olympics. But who's counting? I was in the arena that day with the T.J. Oshie with the uh, game against the United States and Russia when he was doing the public address announcing. I did not know that. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Denny Hamlin, going for a 3 P to Daytona. Daytona 500 coming up this weekend on Fox. And this would be his fourth Daytona 500. And, of course, I mentioned that he is partnered with uh, Michael Jordan. They've been good friends for quite some time. Denny Hamlin uh, joins us now. Wait, I'm looking at you. You don't look like you're in, you're happy. What kind of mood are you in today? Good. I mean, my day's just getting going, so Wait. we got a clean slate here. All right, you just, like you're in a race mode here or something. You seem kind of serious. What's What's going on? Just ready to get to the golf course, man. <laughs> wait, wait, that's how you're preparing for the Daytona 500, playing golf? Yeah, Michael comes in today. Oh, so you're going to go play with Jordan? Yeah. Now, how much do you play? Is it per hole or is it front nine, back nine overall? No, by the hole. Got to get more action. Okay. Now, what kind of action are we talking about on each hole? Who decides? Uh, well, it, you decide on the first tee. Yeah, but is Jordan deciding how much you, you're playing for? No, him? no. He just, you know, whatever you want to play for, whatever makes you comfortable. You know, Tiger said to me one time, whatever makes you nervous is what I would 100%, play for. <laughs> which I, I can't play that game with him, right? So <laughs> <laughs> Nothing makes him nervous? Immediately, I'm in a disadvantage. You could win the Daytona 500 and still lose money because no, depending on how much you bet with Jordan, you could get. Yeah, no, I don't sign over that check. Yeah, no, I'm good enough to where I I never, uh, I never put in play something that you know I'm going to get emotional if I lose. Are you allowed to talk smack to him? Absolutely. How does it work? (laughs) I mean, I you know he misses a. But he should make, which doesn't happen often. His short game's just incredible. But for me, I just you know, you talk you talk some smack, talking about how bad that putt is or that, how bad that shot was. I like it. Uh, you were born in Tampa, but raised in Virginia. Were you rooting for the Buccaneers? I was. Yeah. Um, you know, that was the only kind of connection I had to either team. So certainly was was rooting for the Bucks there. Have you golfed with Brady before? No, I've not. Um, which I mean, when you watch the uh, the match last year, it was like, boy, he's he's terrible, and then all of a sudden, you know, he he makes it from 160 out or something. Oh, it was great. That was one of those where he shut up Barkley, like you know, <laughs> suck on this, Charles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is is Richard Petty the Tom Brady of Daytona? Oh, uh, I mean. 
Statistically speaking, yes. Because he's I got mean, seven, right? He does. And I mean, you know, what's difficult is, you know, back in Richard Petty's days, really there was five or six cars that were capable of winning the Daytona race. And, you know, now it's just, you know, you've got 30 that are capable uh, of winning. So it, it's just very, very difficult. Like this field's raw sprung out, uh, strung out. They didn't have the pack drafting like they do now. Uh, where there's more wrecks. So um, not to say it was easier, but certainly you know, he was one of the five or six that could win uh, when they got to the big tracks. And it feels like if you're going to win Daytona, avoiding those wrecks early and, well, even late too, but but how how can you have a strategy to avoid a wreck other than be in first place and then you usually don't have to worry about that wreck? Well, I mean, statistically speaking, like uh, position – 2.7 is the most likely to wreck. So the wrecks actually start in the front. Um, so there's really no safe place that you can be unless you want to just be dead last and behind the pack totally. So, I mean, I've, I've won this in different ways, either staying up front or I've been in the back. And then sometimes I've been in the middle and just somehow avoided them. So, I mean, I think that certainly we've defied odds um, uh, in the last few years. I always say this, speedway racing where you have a pack, it is a skill game, but sometimes you get unlucky. You know, if you don't cause the wreck, you can get in it. You know, usually in other sports when people, you know, your competition makes a mistake, you capitalize. Well, in this type of racing, your competition makes a mistake, you're liable to be in it. So uh, it's a little different in that aspect. How much analytics do you guys use? A lot. I mean, I think that, you know, my team in particular uh, uses quite a quite a bit of analytics. We always, you know, I always kind of know my percentages, what's the best place to, to be in, in in a certain time. But really, I rely on my gut feeling. Um, you can see and feel when the, um, the volume starts to get turned up inside the pack and people are starting to make moves that, uh, you know, are risky. Um, and really, that intuition is kind of, you know, what I've relied on over the years. What would it mean to three Pete? Well, I mean, anytime you can do something that no one else has done, I mean, it's it's going to be your biggest victory. And so, certainly for me, I think that it would be uh, the biggest win that myself and the FedEx teams ever had is is to win three in a row at, at what I deem one of the hardest races to win. James Dennis Allen Hamlin. Does anybody call you Dennis? <laughs> no, I mean, not really. You know, unless they want to throw out, you know, Dennis the Menace or something like that. Oh, that. When, I, when I was a kid, I got a little bit of that, but. Ooh, it's still yeah. there, still bothers you a little bit. Uh, might be a little touchy. You know what? I was thinking J.D. Hamlin sounds like a NASCAR driver. I, You know, it's uh, it's interesting. No, you know, I, I never, know why, never knew why James wasn't just my name. Um, I mean, that's what my real name is. Uh, J.D., I, I could have went with that. But, you know, my, my mom uh, always used to call me Little Denny. My dad was Dennis, and you know, he was Big Denny, and I was Little Denny. And that's just kind of how I, I always understood and answered is, is under Denny. We can change it right now if you want to. Uh, well, I mean, you, you'd probably want to go with Dennis, though, right? Just to kind of... No, I like JD. No, 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 no. I'm not going to do the Dennis the Minute. No, I'm not Jordan here. We're not trash talking. I'm on your side. Okay, okay. I'm just thinking, like, J.D., ladies and gentlemen, the number 11 yeah. card, J.D. Hamlin. I like that. That's, that's, I, I can go with that. All right. It's official. Paulie, would you let NASCAR know that uh, 
Don't call him Dennis. Call him J.D. Hamlin. Let FedEx know as well. All right. That's good. I appreciate that. Uh, how often uh, do you hear, hey, Hamlin, nice PJs? Uh, a lot. A lot. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I thought I, was, I, I think I saw, you know, from the uh, uh, analytics actually from that is that it's been played now over 35,000. Wait, wait, wait. You have analytics on the commercial you're in? Yeah. You know, you know, there was an article put out, you know, one that specializes in commercials and airplay and <laughs> investments and all that. It was like 35,000 times. I mean, it's on every channel. Yeah. It's definitely been the most played commercial over the last three months. No question. How long did it take you to shoot that? Uh, just a day. I mean, it. you know, actually the PJ's line, to be honest with you, was an alternate line um, that was, you know, kind of thrown in right at the very end. Um, I forget what the primary line was with her, um, but I think she mentioned something about, you know, you're slow or something like that. But then someone at the very end was like, hey, can we get a PJ's line? Can we get one where, you know, she says, nice PJ's, and then you kind of react to that. I'm like, yeah, sure. And turns out that, you know, they knew what they were doing. But I loved your reaction. You know, you didn't really have any lines. It's basically PJ's. Yeah, I mean, it, it was pretty natural because they didn't tell me what the line, you know, they just said, you know, you had somebody in the background saying, you know, hey, you're slow. And I'd react. Or, hey, and then they were like, hey, nice PJs. And I was like, PJ. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to give a plug for uh, the uh, team that you co-own with Jordan here before we uh, let you go? Yeah, I mean, this is a big year for us, obviously, to – bring Jordan into NASCAR. He's obviously been a huge fan of it for all of his life. You know, his dad used to take him to NASCAR races. I didn't know that story till, you know, we, our, our friendship grew, but uh, yeah, fielding a car for Bubba Wallace is here. The only African-American driver and he qualified fourth actually uh, yesterday for the, for the 500. So really looking forward to, you know, now owning a team as well as competing, which will be interesting. No one's done that since Dale Earnhardt 20 some years ago. So, uh, it's going to be interesting dynamic, but, you know, hopefully I'm a, a great asset to that team. And, um, you know, I work for Joe Gibbs Racing, one of the best organizations. And so I can bring information over there uh, to help us get better. So it's a big year for us and the sport itself. It's great to talk to you. Have fun and uh, don't lose too much to Jordan here. All right. That sounds good. Thank See you, buddy. You All Thank right. You. Denny Hamlin, thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning. 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.